0: Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com slash SME today. Again, agorapulse.com slash SME.
1: Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media.
2: Hey, and welcome to today's show where we're going to talk about all the Instagram updates, including where things are going as we head into 2023, some new tools to help marketers save time. And if you're the type of person that manages multiple brands, you know, every one of these can save you hours. And... Is Instagram balancing the content again between photos and videos? They say so. We'll get into that and more on today's show. My name is Jerry Potter. Yes, it rhymes with the boy wizard. Host of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a social media examiner production, where we break down the latest social media news and what it means for marketers like
0: you. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.
2: Today, I am joined by Chelsea Pites. Chelsea teaches sales professionals how to leverage social media and technology to build a powerful personal brand and develop content that generates real leads. She's the host of the Voice of Social Sales podcast and the author of the book, Talking in Pictures. Welcome to the show, Chelsea.
1: Hello, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. We, I can already feel it, the energy in the room and the virtual room. We're going to have a great show. Can't wait to talk all things Instagram.
2: So as we're headed into 2023 here, you know, we're all rethinking where are we going to invest our time and things like that. But Instagram has announced a couple of things here that it looks like this is obviously an incredible platform for us as marketers. So tell us about what their big announcement was around this.
1: Well, Instagram has some major updates for scheduling inside of the app, which is incredible. Super excited about that because it's going to allow marketers to be able to schedule directly from the app. They also have changed some of their desktop experiences and amongst paying creators for the content and the creator marketplace. So I think we were saying that it's been about roughly 10 updates a month. That they have been doing for the entire year of 2022. So when you actually focused it down to just a few that we're going to be talking about, I said, good luck, because there have been so many updates.
2: Yes, and we will jump into that. They did announce, though, that uh, Instagram has now surpassed, is it 2 billion active users?
1: That is correct. Yeah, so they are right in line with Facebook. That is 2 billion with a B. And there's a lot of people that are using Instagram, which is no surprise. We've known that it's been continuing to grow. It's been in competition with the other app.
2: (laughs) It's okay. We can say TikTok. It's not a bad word, even if we're doing an Instagram
1: show. TikTok, (laughs) absolutely. So there's a lot of users. And that continues to climb. And we'll see them over the next, I think, you know, years continuing to borrow ideas from other, (laughs) Uh, trying to be nice about it, to borrow other ideas from apps that they can include and incorporate and sort of make their own.
2: Yeah. Well, and a year ago, Adam Masseri, head of Instagram, said 2022 is going to be a pivotal year for us. And boy, did they change a lot of stuff, which we will definitely talk about. But Instagram also released their trends report for going into 2023. So you've got a chance to kind of read through this. What are the trends that we need to be aware of as marketers and business owners?
1: Yes. So this was a trend report. You can find it online and they do a trend report every year. And this was about specifically Gen Z and marketing and what we're going to be expecting to see from these Gen Z users. Now, one of my favorite parts was a part in there about podcasts. And I wrote down it was page 16 from this report. So if you're going to be looking for that, if you have a podcast, this is going to be really relevant to you. If you are marketing for a client who also has a podcast, It said that 40% of Gen Z are wanting to listen to podcasts from creators that they follow on Instagram. Mm. Of course, they talked a lot about how to leverage Instagram's new features as a business model for e-commerce and also for creating content around community and participation. And it really kind of focused on a little clip of anywhere from fashion to beauty to social justice and what the Gen Z user is hoping to leverage Instagram for. My personal favorite was the podcast because I do have a podcast and I love listening to podcasts. I thought that was a really interesting point.
2: The thing that uh, jumped out at me because it was really early in the report, it was like, okay, let's see. And this was, I think, 16 to 24 year olds that were surveyed, but it said over half of Gen Z plans to make their own clothing in 2023. And I don't know if that means just like painting your sneakers or bedazzling or adding patches or whatever it might be. But when I talked to a few of my crafting friends, they were like, that's more expensive. The fabric is so expensive now. Well,
1: so DIY and crafting in general is a huge, huge facet of TikTok and Instagram and the creative content that's on there. I personally enjoy watching that, even though I am <laughs> the least creative person. I think when it comes to that, I do not want to see what my DIY would look like.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, if you want to find that report, it is available online and lots of insights in there. If you have been dreaming, by the way, because we've got cold weather in a lot of the world right now about being somewhere warm and sunny, you can come to Social Media Marketing World, your beachy getaway, plus professional development escape all in one, right? Add a few days on the front and back. You can discover advanced marketing strategies, meet experts you admire, make lasting connections with marketers just like you, all in San Diego, California. You can get tickets for your "quote working vacation." Now, just go to socialmediamarketing.world. dot world. So time-saving things are always big for marketers. Tell us about the scheduling in the Instagram app that they are rolling out, Chelsea.
1: Yes, I don't have this yet, and I'm so sad because I keep (laughs) wanting to give an insider scoop what I've seen and where it's at, and I still don't have it. I literally looked as of today just in preparation for the show, but we have been wanting scheduling inside of the Instagram app for, I think, since the beginning of Instagram. And so now- They are going to be rolling out scheduling for a variety of different types of posts from Reels, which is going to be incredible, to just the regular old feed posts, you know, when we used to just post an image or several and not just Reels. And so that is going to be scheduling inside of the app. Again, I don't have it, which means probably there are some other people that don't have it yet either, but it's coming, which I think is really exciting and definitely a time saver. Right now, I've been saving reels into drafts and also posts and carousel posts into drafts and having to go back in there and remind myself to post them out. Or you have to use one of the paid schedulers. Or you can also use, you know, some people like the Instagram Creator Studio, which works for both Facebook pages and also the professional accounts on Instagram.
2: Yeah. And I'm guessing, I haven't seen this officially, do you know if they'll let people do it with their personal profiles? Or is it just going to be creator and business profiles?
1: That I don't know. I am not sure if they're going to be just working on the professional side. I wouldn't be surprised if they do decide to make it just a professional one. But I don't know on that one. I have a professional. I personally have the creator right now. So I don't have it on mine. But I also don't have subscriptions or many of the other things that we're going to be talking (laughs) about today. So I'm not in that test category, sadly.
2: If they're going to follow the meta line on Facebook, obviously, we can't schedule personal profiles. So that that would be my guess. And anyone who's been in social media marketing as long as me remembers when we could schedule personal profiles way back in the day, sometimes with third party tools. It was the good old days. And another time saver too, obviously, we're all creating more video. And one of the steps is, you know, taking your video after you've created it, and then trying to get it onto Instagram. And so they're introducing a a new way to kind of shorten that timeline. What is that going to be, Chelsea?
1: So this is where I'm going to lean on you because you are more techie than I am. But from what I understand, it's going to be a way that you can upload a higher quality video from the moment of upload. So you and I were chatting before the show, sometimes you upload a video to Instagram, and it's not quite the highest quality that you were hoping for until It's a little bit later. So they're going to be allowing us to upload even higher quality video, which again, no surprise. I know that many lovers of Instagram who've been on it for a very long time have said, okay, well, what about other things beyond video? It's another push into video forward Instagram.
2: Yeah, that's for sure. Again, you called me a geek. I'm only half offended here. (laughs) I
1: said you were a tech lover, (laughs) not a geek.
2: (laughs) It's a new compression technology so we can see a higher... Res version of our video quickly. And then the other thing I saw is in some video editing apps, now they're going to let us share directly to Reels. Is that how that's working?
1: Yes. I, again, have not actually personally done that, but yes, I understand that they're going to be partnering with approved third-party apps where you're going to be able to post those videos directly from those third-party apps into Instagram
2: which again is an incredible time saver, especially if they add the scheduling that we were just talking about. So the biggest frustration probably for people that you and I work with and for users all over the world this year has been Instagram accounts getting flagged, suspended, all of this kind of stuff. And the communication from the company, you know, unless you are a big advertiser is almost non-existent. So now they're starting to fix this which I think is good for the relationship with us the users but tell us exactly what is this new feature where we can kind of know if we're in trouble with
1: Instagram. You might recall that earlier this year Adam Mosseri the CEO who we've already mentioned was talking about one of the goals for this year's focus was for Instagram to become more transparent with its users and in an effort to do so this is a topic that they wanted to be transparent about and help users understand is my account in good standing because I feel like maybe people aren't seeing my content or some people are saying they're missing me and so what they've decided to do is have the ability to have you check your account status and see if you are technically in good standing with Instagram and so now you can go right into your profile and into your settings and check to see if there have been any content that's gone against the guidelines Or if you have any issues that may be withstanding and posts that you've done in the past and be able to potentially appeal those. But essentially, you're going to be able to go there. You're going to be able to see if there's anything going on with your account or if you're in good standing with Instagram or be able to see if it's maybe not your actual algorithm that's out to get you, but maybe it could be the content in and of itself.
2: I love that they're doing this and I love the transparency. I thought it was interesting the way that it's buried a few clicks in. Like if my account's in trouble, it seems like there should be like a red error bar or something at the top of the app where it's like, hey, you're violating the rules. Click here to you know, to see what's going on.
1: I'm watching because I feel like they don't make anything easy. It's like always 12 <laughs> clicks to get into something or find something, yes.
2: <laughs> well, and yeah, some of the people that I've worked with are constantly worried about this. And so I mm-hmm. thought, is this going to, mm-hmm. you know, almost be a, Instagram talks about wanting the app to be a healthy experience for users. Is this going to be like a anxiety inducing thing where it's like, oh, I got to check. Oh, let me see, has it changed? This post didn't do as well as I thought. I better, you know, click in seven times or whatever it is to go see. But it's a step in the right direction. Yes. So I do enjoy that part for sure. They're letting us put music on photo posts now. And I don't know that everybody has this yet. How do you see this rolling out and being used if you've seen it at all or played with it at all?
1: I have seen it. I've not actually done it. I haven't added music to my posts. However, I have seen it and experienced it. And, you know, it's interesting because reels and, well, everything, even stories, plays on silent as a default. And I rarely have my sound turned on which is why I really love some of the additions they've added this year for closed captioning and auto captions that you can turn on in your settings, which has been really helpful. So I have to be honest, when I'm scrolling through my feed, I don't usually have my sound on. So I don't usually experience the music. Now, my guess, my assumption is that Exposing people to the music library may also get them thinking about creating reels and possibly how to get more creative with that content as well. So that's just a guess of mine. And I I don't know if people are going to love it. I know some people are using it and testing it. I personally don't think I will use it at all. I usually don't even use music in my reels. So I'm just not a music (laughs) person, but I always have my content usually on silent. So I have not actually been consuming posts with music, but I see that it says it has music on the top.
2: Yeah. Do you, So that's interesting. You think it's almost uh, partially a gateway for people to start creating reels and shorten the learning curve a bit. Do you think that this is an indication of that single feed for everything that they tested earlier this year because when that was going on, if you were watching a reel and it's playing like your favorite, you know, Beyonce song or whatever, and then the next one, somebody's talking and then you swipe to a photo, it was almost eerie, like, okay, Where'd the noise go? So do you think maybe this is an indication of that?
1: It definitely could be. I know that they're always testing things. I personally, again, never had the test where I saw stories mixed in with reels and in with posts that have that one unified feed that they were talking about testing. I have to admit, at first I thought, I don't know if I like that. I like my separate stories feed and my separate feed for all the content. But again, I think I'm probably a regular human who also doesn't love change And so after a while, I might have gotten used to it, but I think that they are definitely looking for ways to continue to streamline and to make it easier for people to consume more content in less time and possibly one feed could be the solution in their minds.
2: Yeah, I saw it briefly when they tested it and it was not pretty. It was definitely not not ready to go. So
1: beta test. It was was very beta.
2: (laughs) Yeah, very, very, yeah, very beta. And then another thing that they've recently announced is the ability for us to go live on Instagram from a desktop, which is for people who prefer working on a computer over their phone has, you know, been a big update. So how does this work exactly? Or have you played with this?
1: So it's similar to if anyone out there who's watching has used something like StreamYard, like we're using, where you're going to be able to go live from your desktop, desktop environment. And they've actually been focusing quite a bit on desktop features for this year because not everybody wants to use their mobile phone to create content or to go live. And also there's a keyboard, which is nice if you're going to be using it to create content. But yes, I have not used it yet. Surprise, surprise. I don't have this feature. <laughs> I don't have this feature, but a friend of mine just shared it. She just got it on her live, so I have seen what it looks like and it looks very similar to a setup like we would be using here and you'd be able to stream your live and have somewhat of a of a waiting room and be able to use some third party tools for it as well.
2: Yeah, I've played with it a bit. It's very much in beta. I like working from my computer, and so I love that it's there. But I don't think we're anywhere near the point where you can stream to Facebook and LinkedIn. Like, we stream this show everywhere that we can. And if we were to add Instagram to that, essentially, it would show this, you know, what's normally a widescreen or landscape image in the middle of a vertical phone screen. Mm -hmm. And so I think until some of these third-party tools can actually, you know, perhaps reconfigure it. So for example, if it's you and a guest in a tool like StreamYard like we use, it would take us from being side by side and automatically put us, you know, top and bottom or something like that. So, which I don't see happening anytime soon. And it's a little bit more of a tech because you do have to have a third party tool and you have to copy like the RM RTMP codes and things like that.
1: Yes. It's a little bit more techie, but I also agree with you on that. And I know that they've been talking for a good almost two years about how can we make it easier to streamline the meta products so that you can go live on multiple products at the same time. So I think they're going to continue to work on it.
2: So I went through and looked at all of the big updates from Instagram this year. And a year ago, Adam Assari, head of Instagram, said, oh, it's going to be a pivotal year if we're going to be doing a lot of different things. Obviously those of us that follow it saw everything happened, the death of IGTV and more into reels and all that kind of stuff. So what I want to do real quick, so I'm going to just kind of share some of the updates from 2022. I think it's good for all of us to be reminded of these, because even when I looked some of those up, I was like, oh, I haven't used that yet. Mm-hmm. That could be beneficial. And then I want to ask you, Chelsea, what do you think was the most significant update for marketers? the biggest nothing update, if you have one, and then also the biggest opportunity for marketers in 2023. So the ones that I whittled down from, as you said, 120 updates, yeah, whatever it was, one was the improved desktop experience. I'm not gonna say vastly improved, but you can do more from the desktop now on Instagram. It's not strictly mobile. Another one is paying more creators for their content to get more content on the platform. The Instagram subscriptions, if you haven't seen these now, People who have an Instagram account, you can charge a subscription, You know, usually five bucks a month or so, and then you can post content just for your subscribers. They brought back the chronological feed and then also the favorites feed, and they kind of you know gave us these choices of feeds. Profile banners for Instagram Lives. This is where if you schedule an Instagram Live, it'll show up on your profile. People can sign up for reminders. The ability to reply to a comment on a reel with a reel. Hashtags became less important this year, and they were very upfront about that. Introduce product tags where anybody can now link to a product by tagging it as opposed to just linking to the parent company's account. Are you still with me? I told you this is a big list. (laughs) You can now pin three posts to your grid on Instagram, which is definitely one that I use. Mm -hmm. Reels scheduling with third-party tools and hopefully coming in-app here soon. The creator marketplace where brands can connect with influencers and vice versa in a safer way. The ability to buy in the direct messages from small businesses where somebody can say, hey, do you have this in medium? And you say, yeah, we do. Do you want it? Say, yeah. And they just tap it. And you can buy right in the direct messages and multiple links in the profile, which they're still kind of playing with. But those were all, I think, memorable updates from this year. So of all of those, Chelsea, what do you think was the most significant update from a marketing standpoint?
1: Oh, I know. And we were talking about this. It is kind of hard to whittle it down even to one. I am going to say that, believe it or not, I think that the announcement of hashtags, and I'm almost nervous to say it because (laughs) this is a big topic. (laughs) The announcement of hashtags, I'm not even sure that they used the verbiage less important. They're still important. They still work. I appreciate the emphasis on Instagram becoming a much more robust search engine. They talked about recommendation and the recommendation algorithm, which I think is a really great opportunity for any creator because it's not about connecting through just your social network or how many followers you have or how recent the post is. It's really focused on relevancy, which means that our content is going to be able to go a lot farther be found by more people that are interested. And the idea of not stressing about only a magic hashtag formula of a certain number and where it's at. Now, Instagram didn't say necessarily why. Hashtags still work as long as they're relevant. And what's beautiful about the new searchable discoverable platform is that they're moving into areas of also saying, hey, It's also looking at the keywords that you're saying and your closed captioning and your audio in your actual caption. And it's also looking at what is your overall content about and how might we suggest that to somebody else who doesn't even know your account is there, doesn't even know that you exist and possibly help them discover you. So I love that it's not only focused on hashtags. I still think that hashtags work very well. I'm still being found by them. And I think it's all about relevant hashtags and not having just one magic formula, because if there was a magic hashtag formula, somebody would be selling it, right? And we'd be using it.
2: Yeah. And I love that you brought that up because it wasn't just hashtags becoming, well, you, you know, they didn't say less important. Aging,
1: evolving. <laughs>
2: it was the rise of keyword and search indexing and all of these things. And so we can be found. And for some businesses, it was really hard because if there's not a hashtag that your ideal person browses related to your business, then it can be really tough to get found. So it is hard for me to pick a significant update out of all of these as well, because it, you know, it depends on what you use, right? Like if you use Instagram Live every day or three times a week, then the ability to have a, one scheduled and on your profile could be huge. But I think for me and for marketers in general, you know, in marketing, a lot of times we know what we're doing. And so anything that saves us time, And so I'm going to go ahead and say the ability to schedule reels. And then if this in-app scheduling comes up, I think that's going to be even better because we can not only save time, but be so much more strategic with it and really see a significant difference there. So, all right. So the next one is what do you think the biggest nothing update was, and if you thought of something they announced that I didn't include in the list, you can pull from that too. But what do you think the biggest nothing update was for 2022 from Instagram?
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. And I know, you know, we're just using it for the show, but I hate the It's not a nothing. The chronological feed was something that many people (laughs) did ask for. And I think that, you know, we probably underestimate how much we really kind of value sometimes an algorithm and to help us find some of that content. I personally have not, since it came out, I've not actually resorted it. Now, there's been all sorts of things about suggested posts that came out, but the chronological feed for me Was something I never used and I don't know that it was like a nothing for a lot for people, but I think that was one thing that I don't know that if a lot of people thought it was going to be great or was going to go back to the way, you know, old Instagram used to be and all of a sudden, and it didn't really do much unless you really wanted to resort your feed and you have the favorites list, which is great. I created a favorites list. And I never use it. I am a different kind of user of Instagram.
2: Well, and everybody uses it differently. And that's why, you know, the nice thing is we use what we want to use. I'm actually choosing the same thing as the biggest nothing update is that those three new feeds that they introduced, because it made me uncomfortable the way that they announced it, because they said, oh, we're giving you the chronological feed. When really what happened was, we're going to start showing you stuff from people you don't follow which was the big change this year, obviously. Right. And you know their PR people did a good job <laughs> with it. I'll just say that. So, And then um, finally, of all those things, what do you think is the biggest opportunity for marketers on Instagram from those as we go into 2023?
1: I'm going to steal from you because I think that the scheduling is going to be really helpful. As you said, saving time and being able to pre-plan your content, especially if you are a social media manager or a marketing team member who is working for a group or a team, that's definitely going to be helpful. And I really think that the recommendation algorithm is truly probably our biggest opportunity, whether you're a solo content creator, or you're a marketer, because it is going to, in some ways, level that playing field and give everyone an opportunity that if your content is specifically about this particular niche... It should find the person that will be interested in it. And it gives everybody more of an opportunity. So it doesn't matter if you have 20 followers, if you have 20 million, I love that. I love that it's going to be more of a let's serve you relevant content, not only recent content, because you're really interested in it. So I think it's going to be much more like YouTube, which is sort of one of the original recommendation algorithms that we had seen. And right. so I'm excited to see where that goes. And I think that hopefully that will help our content find the right targeted audiences. and be able to help us grow that brand awareness for the first time and many times without having to pay for it as we've had in two in the past.
2: I agree with all of that and so true. And I, I wanna add one more thing. I really think this creator marketplace has got incredible potential because people are shying away from traditional advertising, which is obviously where content marketing came from. But this ability to connect with people, because it wasn't that long ago where it's like, oh, yeah, I think I want to connect with an influencer. And there were a few agencies. But if you're a small business or a smaller agency or whatever, it's like, okay, well, this person has followers and engagement. I'll DM them and see what they say. And there wasn't a lot of transparency. It was almost like buying a used car. You're like, am I getting ripped off? Are they charging me for what was that undercoating that used to be that car thing they'd add on? And now there's much more transparency, communication. And I think it's just great for people on both sides. So, and I haven't done anything with it yet, but it's definitely on my list for 2023. So also for 2023 for your list, of course, we'd love to see you at Social Media Marketing World coming up in March. You can get more information and grab your all access pass right now at socialmediamarketing.world. Chelsea, where can we find out more about you?
1: Best place to find me is on, surprise, Instagram, and it's just my first and last name, and I would love to hear if you found us on the show, send me a DM, and you can find me on all the socials by my name, but Instagram is one of my favorite places to hang out.
2: And if you're looking for a couple of other podcasts, we've got some great ones for you to check out, including the Social Media Marketing Podcast, as well as the Web3 Business Podcast, both available wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Thanks, everyone.
1: The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com.